Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Watkins-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You... I grew up in an environment where they told me I wasn't going to make it until my 18th birthday. Welcome back to The Entrepreneurial You. I'm your host, Henika Watkins-Porto. The future is bright. The future is now. Hey, I'm Henika Watkins-Porto back with you for episode three of The Entrepreneurial You podcast. It's the place where entrepreneurs gather for inspiration, motivation, and purpose-driven conversations. In our executive launch today is best-selling author of the book Genius Potential and founder of Will Moreland International, Dr. Will Moreland. Dr. Moreland is America's number one leadership life trainer who has been featured on ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS, Forbes Magazine, just to name a few. Best-selling author and world-renowned motivational speaker, Les Brown, says he is the absolute personification of greatness. So, I've met and listened to both you and Les, Dr. Will, and as they say, we are the average of the five people that we spend our time with. So, I'm certainly thrilled to welcome you to the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Welcome, Dr. Will. Oh, my. Thank you so much. And before we hop in here, let me just say I'm so excited about what you're doing to help empower entrepreneurs. And I'm just excited to be here. So we should have a blast today. Oh, we definitely will. So tell us your story. What's your story, Dr. Will? Well, wow, that's a loaded question, but um, give us the loaded answer. I'm originally, <laughs> I'm originally from this little city that I like to call Compton, California. And if your listeners are familiar with Compton, then they know that um, it was known as a pretty bad place. Back in the 80s, when I grew up there, we were known as the worst city in America. So if you can kind of imagine what that was like to grow up in what they called a war zone, literally, they called it a war zone. We were surrounded by gangs. We were surrounded by drug dealers. Um um, uh, individuals who were strung out on drugs. I was raised by a single mother uh, along with my grandmother. I met my father for the very first time when I was seven years old and he was serving time in a California state penitentiary. And he had got there because he was one of the uh, biggest drug dealers in California at the time. So that was kind of my recipe of growing up. But fortunately, your start doesn't have to determine your finish. Um, and uh, after I got a little bit older, I did find myself in trouble. And I had what I call an encounter with a disruptor um, all throughout our life. Uh, Hanukkah, you'll find out that you'll you'll find these situations and you'll find these individuals that come into your life to disrupt 
you if you're going the wrong way. And my first disruptor was a California state judge who had me in front of him in his courtroom. And he said, young man, you're going nowhere fast. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to transform your life. You could either go to one of our nice facilities or you could join the United States Army. Um, I'm not the smartest cookie in the bunch, but I'm no fool. Uh, if you offer me the Army or jail, mm -hmm. I'm going to the Army. So oh, of course. <laughs> uh, long, long story short, I ended up going into the military. And that really is where I began to transform my life and uh, experience some of the uh, wins that you talked about in my bio. And so from Compton to the CEO office is what I like to say. That's where I am today. At what point, because I'm sure the transition did not happen overnight, you know, at what point can you recall what it is that led you to thinking, you know, and really believing that you were on the wrong path and you needed to make that change? When did that really, really happen for you? Yeah, great question. So um, I joined the military and the military did something kind of funny. They sent me all the way to Germany. And if you can imagine this African-American boy who had literally never left his community, I had never left um, Southern California. I had never been on an airplane before. So the, I joined the army and I began to experience all these firsts, my first time uh, away from home, my first time on an airplane, my first time, not only in another state, but in a whole different country. But here was the problem. Even though I was 8,000 miles away physically, mentally, I was still in Compton, California. I was still in Southern California. I was still handling situations. The only way I knew how to handle situations, and that was through confrontation. That's how we was raised. That's how we grew up in Compton, growing up in a gang. So here I am in the military, and I ended up getting in trouble again. So here I am in the military. I get in trouble again. And that's when I met my, who I call my second disruptor. His name was Melvin Babs. We, in the military, uh, he would be a sergeant major. So for any of you familiar with the military, he was the highest ranking enlisted soldier. And I had to go stand before him. And he told me, young man, you're getting ready to mess up your life, but I'm not going to kick you out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to allow you to come work for me and I'm going to mentor you. And so he became my second disruptor. And by working with him, he began to ask me uh, the questions that I believe will transform anyone's life. And um, that was my point of transformation. One of the first questions he asked me was, what are you going to do with this opportunity? You're in the military you have a wonderful job. You have a wonderful opportunity to transform your life. What are you going to do with it? And at that time, that was the very first time anyone ever posed that type of question to me. Where did I see myself going? What did I want to be in life? And he set me down and he began to literally make me think about my life. And that was the point of transformation for me where it started to begin, where I started asking myself, wow, where did I see myself? Because I grew up in an environment, Hanika, where they told me I wasn't going to make it until my 18th birthday. So I really didn't think 
beyond my 18th birthday. And um, even though I was 20 now in the military, I wasn't expected to live that long. So I had never given any thought to my future. And this Sergeant Major, Melvin Babs, he made me start to think about my future. Fast track to know, what's your mission? So now my mission is simple. It is to help as many serious entrepreneurs gain clarity and understanding on how they want to live their best life. And so what I do is I work with entrepreneurs and I help them gain clarity and we provide our company provides strategies and solutions to help them create their best life. I listened to you speak and I recall that you said that we you said that we need to create a car, you know, just as there's a car as a means of transportation. We need to look at clarity, accountability and results. Take us a little more in depth about that. So when we start talking about creating your car and as you just mentioned, it's clarity, it's accountability and results. One of the first places you have to start is asking yourself What does my future look like? And when we start talking about that, we have to realize that each and every one of us, we live in three dimensions. We live in our past, we live in our present, and we live in our future. That's where we live. And so when you begin to look at these three dimensions, you have to ask yourself, okay, what is my reality for my future? Meaning, five years from now, 10 years from now, 25 years from now, what does that really look like? What do I want it to look like? What happens to most of us is we begin to look at our past. Our past is always with us. So that's why I say we live in these three realities. So when we begin to talk about our future, we usually go back to our past to look for qualifications, meaning, wow, can I really do this? Can for me, I'll just use me as an example. When I said I was going to start my company, I went to my past. I said, wait a minute, I'm a former gangbanger. I'm a former drug dealer. I've been arrested. I I come from a single mother. My father was a drug dealer. I'm an African-American man in the United States. Can I really build a company? Will people really listen to me? So what I had to do was ask myself, what part of my past was going to come into my present that helped me fuel my future. And that's what each of us have to do. So we have to get clear on our past. What parts of your past support this new future that you want? So you got to ask yourself, okay, yes, I was raised by a single mother. What am I saying about that though? Am I saying that it was negative or am I saying it was positive? Well, what did I get from that experience? Well, what I got from that experience was a woman who loved me, a woman who was willing to do anything to ensure that I had everything that I needed, even though she didn't have a partner in life. So what did I learn from that? I learned that women are strong. I learned that um, someone could love me unconditionally. So I started bringing the positive, not the negative, but the positive from that experience to my present. And so when I brought it into my present, I didn't look at um 
coming from a single mother as a handicap anymore. I really looked at it as an advantage because some of the things that we had to endure um, being in that situation, I learned how to make a dollar go really far. Some of the things that you have to do when you're starting your company. I learned how to sacrifice. I learned how to go without for a long period of time, because that's what I did when I was a little kid. So I, I pulled all of these lessons from the past. I brought them into my present and I said, okay, let's build this future. And so that deals with clarity. But now I understand that I'm going to have those moments of doubt. I'm going to have those moments of fear. I'm going to have those moments of disbelief. I'm going to make some mistakes. So I need to bring accountability into my life. Accountability is what we call coaches and mentors and people to help guide you along the way. So once I decided what my future was going to be, I said, okay, who do I need in my life? Who do I need in my life that can help me, that can mentor me? So I started finding examples of individuals and and early on, let me say this to people that are listening. Early on, these mentors were books. These mentors were cassette tapes. Back then, we used to use cassette tapes. I know some of your audience is like a cassette tape. What is that? I was asking my daughter <laughs> the other day. That's itching you now. The cassette tape was. <laughs> Right. But, uh, uh, it's what we would call our MP3 now. Our, our, you know. So what are you listening to? So a lot of my mentors were people that I was listening to off of tapes and off of, you know, recordings and books and things like that. So I could actually find a physical mentor. And then that third thing we talked about results that tells the story. Like, are you progressing? Or are you not? You know, don't lie to yourself. And if you're not lying to yourself, even if you make a mistake or even if you fail, all that is is data, it's research. It lets you know that, hey, I need to do this thing totally different. And so that's the concept of developing your car. You get clarity, you get accountability through mentors, through learning, through knowledge, and then you check your results. I say for me, I check my results every 90 days. I say, am I accomplishing what I said I wanted to accomplish? And your results, you know, just let's make it monetarily. If I say the next 90 days, I want to generate $100,000, then 90 days, I look and see if I have $100,000. If I'm at 50, if I'm at 30, if I'm at zero, all that is, is feedback. What I need to now find out, what did I not do correctly in those last 90 days so I could correct it for the next 90 days? You that's know, a mouthful, but it that's is, car. Uh, yeah. And as you spoke about the car, Dr. Will, and what stood up for me was really the, the, the C, you know, getting that, that, that clarity. And I recognize from what you just said, that perspective is everything. You know, it, oh, do we look at the glass? Is it half full or is it half empty? You know, perspective is everything and it helps you to get clarity. Let me ask you, when did your journey as an entrepreneur begin? Yep. So um, I was I was in the military. And once I finally got this clarity, um, I had a decision to make. Was I going to continue in the military or was I going to start my company? And for me, it was very clear. Um, it was time for me to leave the military and, and start my company. So back in January of 2000, uh, well, actually, January of 2002, um, I started my company. I left the army in September 2001 and started my company January 2002 is when my entrepreneur journey officially started. 
And what was it like? I know that entrepreneurship, the road of entrepreneurship is never a smooth one. Being an entrepreneur myself, it has its ups, it has its downs and everything in between. For you, what has been the worst moment as an entrepreneur? The worst moment as an entrepreneur? Um, I have to honestly uh, tell you, I haven't really had uh, bad moments. I've made bad decisions. I'll tell you about a bad decision I made. So we're getting ready to move into, um, an office space. And, um, I was excited about moving into this office space and I, and I really didn't negotiate well. So to be honest, uh, I paid too much for, uh, this facility and it really put a, a strain on the company for a long time because I signed a I signed a I think an 18 month lease for an enormous amount of money and didn't really have a plan on how I was going to pay that off but I was just so excited about getting our own building moving into our own uh office space that that was probably one of the hugest mistakes that uh, i've made not really knowing the art of negotiation and signing that bad deal and you know i can also relate to that i mean i remember when i <laughs> when i when i went out and have decided i'm gonna get a, a space you know a retail space for patwell apparel and i think initially it was more an ego trip that I was on because it's nice to say that you oh, you have a space and you know it's nice to say that you have you have a storefront that people can come to but not for everybody not everybody needs a physical space you know not everybody needs a physical space as they're doing business and so I learned from that and I know from your bad decision which you know there's always teach a teachable moment in any decision that we make even if it's not the best decision at the time no what I want to get from you is as entrepreneurs and that are listening to us and, you know, persons who are aspiring to become entrepreneurs, what is the one thing that you'd like to say to them uh, that, you know, before you consider becoming, leaving your full-time job, before you consider uh, just going into business full-time, this is, de is a definite must. What is that one thing that you'd want to say to entrepreneurs? Yeah, it would, it would honestly be to create a car, right? Before you leave that job, get clear. Um, how are you going to replace your income? How are you going to replace your insurance? How is this going to impact your family? What is it exactly that you're going to be doing? Get really clear on that. Then what you want to do is get accountability. Talk to people. Talk to as many people as possible. Listen to shows like this to get insight. Get some real clarity on what that journey looks like. I tell people all the time, um, a lot of times we're moved out of passion and um, I'm telling you, passion will dry up really fast if you <laughs> if you don't have any profits. I'm telling you, it's hard to be motivated and inspired if you don't have any profits. I'm telling you. True. And so you want to get real clear on what those profits are going to look like. And I'm telling you guys, listen to me. You haven't earned it until it crosses your checking account. So I don't care how many people tell you they're going to buy your product, come to your seminar or whatever. Until you see cash in hand, don't count it.
That was probably one of the big mistakes I made, too. You talk to people and, you know, oh, yeah, I'm going to be there. I'm going to do this. And so you're counting that money already. You're counting it. You're like, OK, 100 people told me they're coming. That's 100 people times 25. Oh, yeah. And then three people show up. <laughs> but you have bills for 100 people because you told the cater, oh, I'm having 100 people. So until it crosses your checking account or unless you have a contract, well, even if you have a contract, until it until you see the money in your checking account, don't count it. That would be one of the big things. And so if you're thinking about crossing over, just get some real clarity on what it is that you're going to do. I mean, I love being an entrepreneur, but it's not all peaches and cream. It's not all roses and daisies. So. And how do you bounce back, Dr. Will, from a bad decision? Yeah, so I do. I, I One of the things that I do is I, I take a step back and... It's perspective. It's what you said earlier. I, I take a step back and I look at the mistake that was made. I ask myself, did anyone die? So no one died. OK, then we can survive. No one's going to jail, you know, and then I, I just take a day or two. And maybe sometimes it's just I need to think about some things or I need to go get with one of my mentors. I need to go get some accountability and ask some questions on how we we get out of this. But one of the easiest things is, is that I'm doing what I love. And because I'm doing what I love, it's easy for me to bounce back. You know, a lot of people aren't doing what they love. And so when they make their mistakes or when they fail, they use it as a get out of jail card, right? It's like, well, you know what? Maybe this is not for me anyway. Maybe, you know, everybody's not meant to be an entrepreneur, but because I'm doing what I love, it's easy for me to bounce back. I want to get back. I learn from it and I get back in the game because it's really for me, no other option because I'm doing what I love. You know, everybody wants to be successful. Um, I don't think there's anybody who is doing anything because they they want to be they don't want to be good at it or they don't want to, to achieve any form of success. Let me hear from you, Dr. Will. What is your definition of success? So you you're coming with all the loaded questions and um, <laughs> I that's love another it. good one. And and you know, success <laughs> is so subjective to everybody. And I, I've narrowed it down to two words and it's enjoying life. But as a caveat to that, enjoying life means you really have to get clarity. You really have to get clarity. Like a lot of people, so so many of us have been told what success is. So many of us have read the, the magazines and watched the movies, lifestyles of the, the, the rich and famous. And we're in pursuit. We're in pursuit of a lot of stuff that we really don't want. And so we stress ourselves out. We uh, we get depressed about not having things. But if you really got clarity, um, I, I would I would bet anybody listening to us when you really get clarity, there's only a few things that you really need in life to be successful. When you really, you know, when you really boil it back and really peel the onion back and you're honest with yourself. If I look at myself, there's not really a lot of things that I, I want to do or like to do. Um, I love what I do uh, in terms of my work. And then I love being around my family and my friends. I love the ability to travel. Um, I love the ability if I want to go out to a restaurant that I can do that. Um, but above that, it's not really, you know a lot of stuff that I really want to do. I mean, um, I love the ability to be able to go and shop whenever I want to, but I'm not shopping every day. I'm working every day. And so when you really peel back the onion and ask yourself, 
what is it that I really like? You'll find out. I have so many clients that they end up selling their homes and uh, moving into a condo. I had one client who sold all his stuff and bought a camper because he wanted to travel the United States and he could do his job, his work from a laptop. And he figured out, you know what? I can do that from anywhere. Travel around, stop at a Starbucks, check my email and keep on going. And so when you really get clarity on what you really like about life and what you really love about life, that's fulfillment. And that's the essence of success. Fulfillment to me is enjoying life. And, you know, as you talk about that, I, to me, something has, you know, kind of come home so much more and clearer recently is that small is the new big. So, you know, I mentioned earlier about my store and everything, but I recognize I having the ability to work anywhere from anywhere in the world, having the ability to not think about um, a brick and mortar and all the overheads that are associated with that. That for me is success and that for me is freedom. And I'm loving that lifestyle. <laughs> You know, you're exactly right. When when we, you know, when we relocated to the United States from living in Europe for uh, 15 years, that's one of the things I really looked at. I, I got clear on what did I want my day to look like? Did I really want to leave the house? Did I want to deal with traffic? Did I want to deal with a landlord? Did I want to deal with in a light bill and all that type of stuff? And I looked at our team and we figured out that everything that we wanted to do and needed to do we could all do it from our laptops. We could do it from the comfort of our homes. And um, we didn't need we didn't need that space. We didn't need that overhead. And everybody's happy. It gave us more flexibility. Um, it gave us more freedom. And because we got clear on what our objectives were and what we really needed for that, you know, we say just moving back, we saved thousands upon thousands of dollars. Whereas, you know, I was spending anywhere between two to $2,500 on overhead. I could spend uh, $60 on a storage facility to store all our files and we're good to go. Just like that. <laughs> and that's smart. Just like that. We're good and, to go. Exactly. Any final words? We're closing. Any final words for our listeners before we, we go? Yeah. So I would tell everybody that's listening to us, really take some time, invest some time uh, to create the life and business you love and can really be proud of at the end of the day. This is our life. You know, this is dress rehearsal. I have some ideas about what happens after this life, but I'm not I'm not for sure. I'm not guaranteed. But what I am guaranteed of is right now this is life. And this is no dress rehearsal. And everybody that I've ever known that has died hasn't come back that I know of. So this is it. This is all you have. This is what you have for sure. So let's make the best of it. Let's really take some time to really create the life and business you love so you can experience the success that you desire. And if you've just joined us, we have been talking to Dr. Will Morland. Dr. Will Morland is America's number one leadership life trainer. And he has been featured on channels such as ABC, NBC, Fox, Forbes magazine, and, and so many more. Dr. Morland, before we go, leave with us your contact information. We know that you also do a radio show, Business on the Bible. We want you to tell us all about that. Tell us how to get in touch with you. And as you mentioned to me earlier, that you have a gift for our listeners. So thank you. So um, before I ask anybody to follow me or engage with me, I do want to provide 
you with a gift. And so for those of you that are listening, if you would simply go to www.realteamgenius.com forward slash the word gift, G-I-F-T, I'm going to have a special gift for you there. You can uh, get one of my books, download one of my books there. Um, It'll be waiting on you and some other material that will help you gain clarity. We have this awesome clarity questionnaire that uh, we have used literally all around the world. And when people go through that uh, clarity questionnaire, it really produces breakthrough. So I'm excited about you guys being able to go through it as well. So it's www.realteamgenius.com. You'll have the clarity questionnaire as well as one of my books that you can download. And you can follow me on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. If you just look up at Dr. Will Speaks. That's I'm everywhere at Dr. Will Speaks and you can connect. I would love to hear some of your feedback and some of your clarity stories as well. Awesome. Awesome. So you heard that you have a free gift. Just let me just remind you where to go. It's www.willteamgenius.com forward slash gift. And there you go. Just just like that, you have a gift. If you enjoy this free podcast, please show your love and support by heading over to hennikawatkisporter.com and click in the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page. Of course, we invite you to leave your rating and review, hopefully a five-star review, yeah? And tell us what you think about the show. And we are here to listen to you. The show is for you. The show is to inspire you and to get you motivated and to move from where you are. If you've been dormant for some time and if you if you've been procrastinating and you want to take your take it up a notch, you know, continue to be inspired. We continue to bring you guests that are doing so well. They're dominating their spaces. They're they're leveling up and they're here to help you level up as well. Remember. You were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. What good?